We're back with another episode of the 132 Breeze Podcast. As always, Marlo joined by Casey. And Casey, I don't even know what to say here. Well, how are you doing today? Doing good. Uh, doing well. Uh, I, we have lots of things to say. I think we're going to talk yeah. for probably a lot longer than I would even say right now. But um, <laughs> doing well. Had a weekend away. Got away with the missus. Uh, went up to uh, Satsadale's area, uh, came back, and remembered kids are loud. Oh, yeah. They're loud. And after a weekend of <laughs> serene quiet, um, yeah, kids are loud. Spoiler alert. Coming Spoiler back. Alert. Breaking, uh, breaking news. You come to this podcast for, uh, you know, breaking news like this, kids are loud. Um, yeah, but doing good. Uh, back, uh, I think the... The transition from being at uh, Grandma and Grandpa's, or as we call it, Nan and Poppy, uh, to normal life, uh, as mm-hmm. it were, went pretty well today, and uh, excited to be back at it and talking to you, talking to yeah. you, talking to our fellow fans. Yeah, there's always the the tra- the retraining period that you always you know uh, from Grandma and Grandpa's back yeah. to normal life. We have yeah, we have bedtimes and, <laughs> and rules, yeah, and we actually actually say no. Yeah, uh, to certain things. So. Yeah, so it wasn't but, wasn't too bad, but good, good to hear. Yeah, uh, relax, like you said uh, batteries in- re-energized, recharged, ready eh, to go. As, no? Yeah, as, as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> it was funny though. Being like, we can get away. By the way, Badgers play at two, so <laughs> let's that let's plan around that. Let's plan around that. Uh, I mean, that's fair. It it did. It did work out. Uh, we went out to a, a state park in the morning, and then you know, afternoon to get ready for dinner. So, yeah, eleven o'clock game would have been tough, but the two o'clock game worked in perfectly to our schedule. So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm doing, Marl. How about you? How about perfect, you? perfect. Uh, yeah, doing well. Had a pretty pretty sports centric yeah. uh, day. Uh, sorry, weekend. Um, with the the battery game, the two o'clock game. Which is a funny spot, but works out very well, I think. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, you feel like you get some stuff done in the morning. Um, and still, if you waste the afternoon watching the game, you feel accomplished. Yeah. Uh, still. And that, that all worked out. And we'll talk about the game here. But I, I think from, from our experience, I got to watch. There was a, the, a local game watch this weekend. And uh, the local bank where they had a big screen outside. Well, okay. uh, local brewery had some uh, provided the beer. Local barbecue joint provide, provided the food. Yeah, and it was nice. fun to be had by all. Yeah, oh, perfect. A-, a perfect fall day to be outside. So, Good little setup. Yeah, nice little setup. Nice for a nice little nice. game. Nice, awesome. Yeah, nice little game. Let's talk about it. Yep. Uh, Badgers beat Purdue thirty to seventeen. I wrote down fifteen straight wins. Was this the fifteenth straight win or the sixteenth? I wrote down I wanna fifteen. S- I want to say it was the fifteenth straight. I remember okay. them saying fourteen during the broadcast. Okay, so fifteenth straight win. I think uh, Noah Burks, the six-year senior linebacker, was the only player to be alive Oof. the last time uh, that Purdue won. Yeah, not a great look for Purdue. I didn't. I know I've seen that we've beaten Purdue a lot of times. Yeah. But I didn't remember that it's been this streak. Like, the streak over Minnesota, I knew. My God, I knew that day and night. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's a – the Minnesota one's a, you know, obviously it's a trophy game. Yeah. Purdue, I think that's, that little stat stuck up on me, too. You know, kind of looking back, it's like, 
Oh yeah, I don't remember losing to Purdue. Yeah, <laughs> ever. But yeah, and it, uh, so that came into the game, and of course I got a little nervous. There was a lot of reasons I got nervous uh, going to this game. I, I don't know. Uh, I guess let's just mention it. Wake Forest Army happened before this game. <laughs> uh, you know, we said what we said last week about that game, um, and whether or not Army was good. It was my upset alert, and for a, a, a minute, it looked pretty good, but uh, Wake Forest put up, what was it, 76 points? 70-something points. Yeah. Uh, put, 70 points, excuse me, 70 points on like 17 minutes of possession. Uh, and I looked at that and said, it got me worried, Marlon. That got me worried. The streak got me worried. Purdue being ranked and Wisconsin being what Wisconsin has been this year. When this game kicked off, uh, I was sufficiently worried. Sufficiently. You know, you know what got me worried. I pulled a Casey and got worried yeah, about, well. about about things before the game <laughs> on the Big Ten Network. Yeah, they showed they had like one of they showed they had two of the play the games in an hour thing. You know, I don't even know. If, I think it might have been less than that. But anyways, they showed the last not the last two, but the, they showed the last game that Purdue D did beat Wisconsin. Yeah, um, which. As they were showing, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that game being there. Because it was mm-hmm. when we were in school. I think it was like 2003, right? Yeah. Do the math. <laughs> we were alive. Unlike... We were alive. We were definitely <laughs> like alive. the current players. <laughs> yeah. So it got me nervous. It also got me nervous because then they they showed the next one was the uh, the Kyle Orton uh, mm-hmm. fumble game, which was, you know, also awesome to see, but it was like, oh, Thanks for playing this because now it's just time for Purdue. You know, it's just Purdue's time. So I was nervous for ancillary reasons as well because the Big Ten Network played those games. Yeah, for sure. And the game started off awkward for us uh, with with our early turnovers. Purdue's defense, I guess, is is really good. And I guess, obviously, their result against Iowa last week where, where they went into Iowa and just really beat the crap out of Iowa. Um, obviously cause for concern. Uh, David Bell having the game that he had. Uh, These teams just want to turn the ball over in this San Francisco (laughs) Indianapolis game. My God. I know it's raining, but come on. Um, God, it's like Purdue, Wisconsin over here. Um, But their performance there, it's like, oh, crap. You know, they're actually finally a good team. Um, Purdue, that is, after after beating Iowa, who – we think is a good team. You know, we'll find out next week. We'll talk about more in a little bit. But uh, all those things cause for a nervous game uh, for sure. But I mean, really, the defense just showed out, and and I guess we'll do. We're going to do the good, great, bad, and ugly. I, I brought it back for this game. Brought it back. Um, it's back. so so. We'll do that. So we'll talk about the defense, obviously, in the great. But uh, the defense kind of swung that game. And, and looking back and thinking about it, a uh, scoreline of uh, thirty to thirteen. In which the offense only gave up, I guess six or seven of those points. I don't remember which one they they missed the field goal. They missed the field goal on the fumble return, so seven points. Um, and the touchdown was on a short field of thirty nine yards. I mean, an absolutely amazing display by the defense uh, there. And I guess speaking back to the Army game, ah, we'll talk about when we talk about the defense. Let's go to the good, Marlon. Let's dive into the segment: the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. All right, let's do All it. Right. We're going to go the good. If you want to, I, I just wrote these down. I don't know. We'll do it. Uh, just the running backs, Marlo. Uh, Braylon Allen, uh, 
Mazzuli. Uh, I guess I don't know how how you want to split it, Marlo. I guess I guess combined, I had it here. They had 39 carries for 289 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Malusi, I guess, was the feature back, having more carries at 27 for 149. Uh, both had highlight plays. Um, Malusi had the broken tackle in the backfield spin move for the touchdown for 20 yards. Uh, Braylon Allen had his 70-yard run, also a kind of broken tackle cut outside for a touchdown for, what was that, 30? It's only 14 yards. I thought it was longer. But a 14-yard run. Um, I mean, both had significant kind of highlight-worthy plays in this game. The running backs were the good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was definitely good to see a little glimpse of uh, of running back you in this game. Both running backs, too. It was, like you said, they had highlight-type runs. It, it was, you know, good to see both running backs, not necessarily, um, you know, just kind of was a gr- uh, ground and pound, but making people miss, yeah. uh, reading, you know, doing some zone reading, cutting back when the holes weren't there and being able to make, you know, make be special and make plays based on their ability. Uh, so from, from both from both running backs, that was good to see. And, you know, running backs in general, obviously, you give, give props to the offensive line mm-hmm. as well for pushing people out of the way to get, to get that started. Uh, we've given the offensive line a lot of grief up until this point, but for sure got the running backs going to be able to produce for this game. Yeah, it's been where the offensive line seems like it either dominates or gets dominated, and there's almost no in-between thus far in the season. Um, Maybe that's just the way it is, but uh, there was a worrying moment in this game where Braylon Allen was... uh, That's a terrible call, uh, offensive pass interference there. Oh, they... Both got called for pass interference. Great. Okay. Whatever. How does that happen? I got to stop watching the game. I'm sorry, Marlo. Um, <laughs> and, and people listening to this, my God. Um, there was a moment where Braylon Allen had uh, his the, his fumble loss, so they were kind of you know giving him a break. I wasn't sure if we were going to see him. We ended up seeing him and obviously needed him. Um, but when he was out and then uh, Malusi, I think he twist, tweaked his ankle a little bit. Yeah, and there was a moment where I was like, "Oh God, you know, we kicked Berger off the team. We always running backs off the team. All we have left is Shipper, and <laughs> we saw what mm-hmm. he did in his limited time uh, here in this game." And there was a moment where I was like, "Oh no, like what? What is going to happen?" And then you know, what happened happened. But there was a moment where I was very nervous about the running backs, but they did uh, stay healthy and pull through. Um, so that was that was the good, uh, and as you said, a tip of the cap to the to the offensive line. Um, on to the great Marlowe and I guess the greater, um, touch on Jonathan Taylor. Yes. Um, <laughs> the great is in a large sense, the defense, but I want to focus on Leo Chanel. He had one. Uh, so this is coming off his army game, which was absolutely fantastic. And he was the disruptor of that game, the disruptor of that, uh, triple option. Um, and he carried forward on into this game. He, his stat line finished nine tackles, five and a half for a loss, 3.5 sacks. He was wreaking havoc all over the field and just disrupting anything that this Purdue offense wanted to do or tried to do. And he was absolutely unbelievable in this game. Yeah, all over the field, you know, there was 
there was very few plays where you could find where he wasn't around the ball or making some sort of disruption. He was uh, just a nightmare for Purdue, right? Just a nightmare for Purdue, which is sweet dreams for Wisconsin. Uh, he's fun to watch play, right? He's a, he's a fun on the on the defensive side. He's fun to watch run around, see ball, hit ball, and make things happen. So, and he was, uh, you know, and he becomes a Mike Millen favorite. He becomes a Mike Millen favorite oh, during, the, during, the tele- <laughs> during the telecast where, you know, that's that's a Mike that's a Mike Millen guy. Oh, what I hate about Millen is he Or Matt Millen, not Mike. Matt sorry. Millen. Yep, yeah. Matt Millen. Uh what I hate about him is he always talks about like guys at the next level. I yeah. just hate when they do this in college football when it's like I mean, if it's, you know, Joe Burrow, you know, two years ago or whatever, like, sure, but like be in the moment. Talk about them in this game. Talk about you know, them in this context. Like, I don't know. Maybe Leo Chanel will be great in the NFL. I have no idea. I mean, maybe he can be like TJ Watt and go on to that level. I don't know. But, like, it just seems... I would, I don't want to say disingenuous because that means I'm I'm saying he's disingenuous about Leo Chanel, which I'm not saying he is. But, like, often, they do this a lot in college football where they talk about how a player will or will not be in the next level. And, honestly, they don't freaking know. Matt Millen, for God's sake, doesn't know. Look at his <laughs> GM track record. Like, just talk about how they good they are as college football players. Don't project anything. Let us enjoy this game. We're watching college football. We're not watching the NFL. We'll do that tomorrow. I hate right. when they do that. And they, it seems like they do that a lot and uh, project a lot that players will be well. And I get it. You're complimenting them. But find a real way to compliment them, not a false way, which I think that often often is. Uh, yeah. The defense, Marlowe, forced five turnovers, three interceptions thrown. I think they counted the one where Wilder ripped it away as a fumble. Um, could have gone either way, but <clears throat> three interceptions thrown. Uh, just all over the place, ball hawking. I mean, this is... The kind of like I, I, the only thing negative you could say about the defense throughout the year, I think, was well, two things. One, they got tired, but that was really the offense's fault. <laughs> and, two, <laughs> and two, they weren't forcing the turnovers like they have in the past. Yeah. Uh, and today we saw that flip. Hopefully that can continue. You know, it's just, you know, the team was kind of saying, the coaches were saying, like, we're doing the same things that got us these results, these turnovers, these pressures in the past. We're getting what we expect. It's just not resulting in that, and it's kind of like a, a return to the mean type thing. And hopefully, we saw the start of that uh, today, or excuse me, yesterday. Uh, and we'll see to con- we'll continue to see more turnovers. But yeah, five turnovers, forced turnovers um, by the Badger defense. Uh, Purdue finished with minus thirteen rushing yards. Uh, of course, the the six or so sacks are, are counting in that, and only giving up two hundred nineteen passing yards. Just a a phenomenal performance. Yeah. By the defense. Yeah. Uh, going back to our Matt Millen. So at that watch party, um, I, I made up a cool little game <laughs> that I kept asking people. <laughs> but I'll ask you. So Matt Millen, uh, every time I just get mad at Matt Millen, I just ask someone, hey, qu- hey, Casey, if I let you be GM of a team in the mm-hmm. NFL right now with the skills you have right now, yeah, you get 10 seasons. Are any of those seasons going over? I mean, do I get to hire Matt Millen as an assistant GM? Can <laughs> yeah. I can I end that? I mean, I you can do what you want. Yeah, I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah then you then for sure I could go for. I, yeah. Oh my gosh, what a catch! I'm gonna say 
Yes, I could screw it up worse than Matt Millen. I'm going to wow. be honest and Look say I could, I could screw it up Taking worse than road. Matt Millen. Taking the high road. All right, fun game. But I would want to get game. into a position in which I could just blame the owner. <laughs> like if Jerry Jones hired me and be like, "Look, right. it's Jerry Jones. Like, what am I like? This isn't this, this isn't my fault. This is Jerry Jones's." I mean, fault. look, it's Jerry Jones. Or like whatever the hell happened in uh, Las Vegas. It's like both. Well, when John Gruden was there and Mayak was there, it's like both of them could have blamed the other guy. They're like, look, we don't know who's in charge. Who's making the decisions here? It's the other guy's fault. That's what I would try to go. I would find a fall guy or be in a position where I could blame somebody else And when nice. I do go over. Um, That's a plan. That's a good plan. I like yeah, that. You know, it's just self-preservation. Just self-preservation. Yep. Um, anything else on the defense, Marlo? Oh, I did want to say uh, on the defense, um, one thing that I think that gets overlooked and – I saw someone else talking about this on Twitter, so I, th- I wanted to bring it up. Is uh, this defense is set up to have the likes of Leo Chanel, Sanburn, uh, the, have the linebackers create the disruption, but that's done a lot of the work is done by the defensive line, whose yeah. uh, work I think goes under uh, underappreciated, uh, and they did a great job. They just in the. 3-4 Wisconsin plays. They just need to take up space. They need to take up blockers. And my God, they do a great job of doing that and uh, creating pressure up the middle, too. Um, just a great game by the defense. Absolutely great. Uh, Badgers sitting 4-3. and three. Oh, wait, we're not done. Whoa, that was just, that was just a great. Done. I got, a, got ahead of myself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, we got to get to your favorite part. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go to the bad and ugly. But before I do that, I just want to say I found myself, Marlo, in a very weird spot towards – I guess middle or early middle part of the fourth quarter. Okay. It was comfortable. Whoa. I you, I was relaxed. This was comfortable. The defense the defense in in games past when the game Must was close. That, that Wisconsin Dells air. It was the Dells. Yeah, it was the relaxing Dells weekend. <laughs> the quiet. Uh but I didn't feel so in when the game has been close, right? And the defense is playing well. It always feels like one thing bad thing is going to happen. And at no point and, and then the game blows open and that's what has happened against Michigan, that's what has happened against Notre Dame and in some of our losses. But in this game I never felt like David Bell was going to get loose or you know, they were going to find a way to figure it out. Like we had the defense was in such control and the offense was doing enough and they got enough space that I was like I have a comfortable feeling about this Wisconsin Badger game, which I haven't had. Marlowe, I went back and looked since they played Michigan last year. Whoa, almost a full calendar year since I felt comfortable in a Badger game, um, and it was a really cool feeling. So the good of the running backs, the great of the defense, allowed that to happen. Let's talk about the bad and the ugly. The bad mm-hmm. again when this happens in wins. I don't know. Did it feel as resounding of a victory to you as I'm making this feel, Marlo? Because I feel like I'm making this sound like a resounding victory. Um, but did it did it feel it, that way to you? This that's a great that's a great question. Uh, you know, because obviously coming in watching what they did to Iowa, we ask ourselves, you know, oh, is Purdue for real? Uh, and I don't know. I, I I'm in the middle, right? I, I don't think I don't like getting too high on it, but I'm not getting too low. I think beforehand we expected if you if we never would have saw the Iowa game right, mm-hmm. just pretending, yeah, we pr- probably would have walked in and be like, okay, we should beat Purdue, 
mm-hmm. and then I think their performance the week before was like gave us pause, like whoa, you know, obviously they they have the means to bring it, and so that gave me pause. But at the same time, I think I think just for man to man, we're a better team, and yeah. they showed that um, they showed that on, on Saturday, and it all came together. Yeah, and it just by the end, I mean by the third quarter, it was just I just felt like they can't they can't do anything offense, and it wasn't like like I said the other games where it was like oh all of a sudden something could happen and we're just like piecing this together. It's like they couldn't do anything, right? And we and I were think that, smashing. I think yeah, I think that feeling comes from we were doing that to them, right? We were making them inadequate, and like their run game was just not non-existent because that's what we were doing to them we were doing it to them they were going up the field like we sh- the old, i mean honestly the old, I, th- I can't remember what the score is the third quarter but you know going into halftime it was only close because of what we did as far as turnovers and you know letting them stay around in the game because of that yeah i'm with you yeah and i use the word we yeah. um so oh, sure. <laughs> all right sure. so i guess i just wanted to lead with that or, or make sure we're somewhat on the same page as far as that because the bads and the uglies are relatively weak compared to how good and great the good and great were so we're going with bad and these are i have question marks after all these because i don't know if they're bad necessarily but they weren't they weren't good or great so we'll start out with uh with mertz gotta talk about the quarterback um yep. as we do uh go back to the well on that uh Graham Mertz finished the game 5 for 8 for 52 yards. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He started the game 5 for 5 for 52 yards. It's 0 for his last three. Um, I think his they didn't com- the Badgers uh, and Mertz, I guess, uh, didn't complete a pass over the final 44 minutes and 16 seconds. They only threw two passes in the second half, both of which were incomplete. Um, I mean... He couldn't have done less, <laughs> but he also didn't colossally f up. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the takeaway, right? The clearly the game plan was to come in and run, and that was effective. And so the opportunities that Mertz had, which she didn't have to throw that much, and what he did with it, like you said, at one point he was five for five with a stellar fifty-two yards. Um, you know, he made the he made the best of them. He you know made the connections. I think obviously all those nothing was really downfield. Um, all of it was kind of you know those slant routes or in routes. Um, you know, for a few yards, but that was enough to keep enough to keep Purdue honest, <laughs> as honest as they could. Early, so, yeah, early on until it. Honestly, didn't matter anymore. Right, exactly. So, I don't know. I, I mean, part of it's part of it's the gameplay, part of the play calling, and then part of it could be you know coaches putting the handcuffs on Mertz. And yeah, I don't know if you have um, a few of the uh, a few burner accounts out there, Casey. But I definitely saw around the U.S. Constant Tour world of well, why do we even have Mertz back there? Why don't we just put a uh, receiver and run Wildcat all the time then? <laughs> I don't really have an answer for that, but um, there has to be at least some sort of like, at least the possibility of throwing it uh, yeah. with that. And it, look, he just wasn't needed, and that's how the bottom line of the 
of the game. Uh, I guess the one time he took a shot downfield. So of his three incompletions, I don't remember one. It was to uh, prior. I don't remember it. Uh, another one was to DK on third down, which was a tough play, but he hit DK. Uh, D- he had to in his outstretched hands, but he's caught those and Mertz has thrown those. Like That's kind of their third down slant route go-to. Uh, that just went off his hands. A tough catch, but one he's made. Uh, and the one shot they took downfield was to Pryor, and Mertz completely just threw it out of bounds. Yeah. And Pryor had him beat, had the defensive back beat. It just needed to be in the field of play <laughs> for him to run under, and that's a touchdown. Uh, and that was his only real miss. Uh, I think the prior one was just a, a throwaway. Of, I, I'm trying to remember it. I just can't. So it must have been not been that meaningful to me, at least. Um, but that deep shot, is, he just needs to get that deep shot. He needs to figure that out. He needs to stop under-throwing it all the time or throwing it out of bounds. And it's a bad because I just want, it, I want to see something to give me f- – faith again and i'm not seeing it uh, other bad kind of half bad again mertz is a half bad other half bad special teams uh they fumbled the punt uh return it just makes me nervous every time we kick off every time we return a punt every time well, punting's been okay i guess every time we're doing the special teams thing kick coverage it Lining makes up me for field goals it makes me extremely nervous, and that that's just it's not good. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. I, it, it's it's coming to the point where all special like a special teams play is like, all right, you need I need to pay attention, watch and see because something could happen, right? Something it's, it's bad. A, Always yeah. something bad. Right. It's not a throw. It's not a throwaway. It's not I'm not in a cover position where like, oh, this special teams is coming up. This is where I can like you know take a mental break or. You yeah. check out for a minute. It's like, oh crap, what is going to happen? Yes, there's three scenarios and two of them are bad. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if that's going to change or if that's what it is, but uh, that was not great. Uh, ugly, I get uh, maybe one of those could be there. I guess I got turnovers again. Start. We ended up winning the turnover battle, but the two early turnovers, uh, the Braylon Allen fumble. Um, as well as what was the other fumble? Uh, oh yeah, Mertz got lit up on the uh, yeah. late blitz. I I guess I go back and forth. I I've seen commentary that says it wasn't really his fault because it was a play action late developing play and the protection was off. That's kind of the quarterback's fault, but you just got to know when you got to be aware. And that was really bad, and obviously that resulted in uh, the. Seven point, uh, seven point touchdown where they um, scored the touchdown. And I was so frustrated on that play because like the linemen were just kind of like standing there, like looking yes. around, like a bunch yeah. of idiots, and like the ball's on the ground and no one on Wisconsin reacts. It was so frustrating. Yeah, and I, it was I can't remember the linemen, but one of them was like the one that just didn't block anybody and was the reason for that. Yeah. He just kind of turned around and just looked at the ball. That just was super the frustrating. ball on the ground. It was really frustrating. Um. So I guess that's on Mertz, too. But turnovers, again, sloppy with the ball. Ended up, uh, I think they said before the game we were minus 11 and the turnover differential was worse than the FBS? Worse than the Power 5? I don't know what Yeah, worse than FBS. It did not feel good when they went to um, 
the fourth quarter, it's like Wisconsin, first three quarters, plus 52 points. Fourth quarter, minus 52 points. <laughs> that did not feel good. Uh, that's slightly better, but obviously still way, way in the negative now. Um, all right, that's the good, the great, the bad, the ugly of Wisconsin. Whooping Purdue, 30-17. to 17. Um, Let's look ahead to next week, Marlo. Uh, yeah. Um, Iowa, number nine ranked Iowa, comes to town. Yeah. At Camp Randall. Homecoming. Halloween weekend. Halloween. Halloween home games are the best. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying like? to remember like how many less? we had when we were there. I feel like there was only one or two. There was only one. I feel like I feel like they purposely didn't schedule yes. there for a while because when we gonna, were there, there was a lot of consternation about Halloween weekend in Wisconsin. Yeah, I was gonna pull back in my day. Yeah, uh, that's when Halloween they didn't was even Halloween. schedule home games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there was one. I, I think I remember one, and it was it was ended up being a night game, and it made it fantabulous. Um, but yeah, they're fun. The crowd's fun. You got your. Uh, Clear to see costumes in the crowd, uh, you know, ready to go Halloween weekend, and it's homecoming too as well. So it's kind of a trifecta, yeah, uh, going on. So should be should be a good atmosphere going heading into the game. Yeah, and a chance to save the season uh, for Wisconsin. Yeah. I guess you win this game, you. I guess technically we control our destiny, as it were. I mean, yeah. obviously winning this game is part of that destiny, um, which is. For how crappy the season has felt is just bizarre. To it's be, so wild to, to be in that, that position. Um, yeah, and I, I just—I'm trying to just imagine. They—they they showed the uh, Purdue fans. Some fans were dressed up, and I was like, "That's lame." It's like a whole week ahead, and I'm like, "I guess they're away next week." But and then the announcers were, said that they always do this. They always dress up, and I was like, "Well, that's extra lame." <laughs> Punching nerds always dressing up and stingray and Matt Millen couldn't figure out what the hell the stingray costume was. That was hilarious. He's like, I don't know what this guy is. He's like, it's a stingray. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, I'm sorry. Back to Iowa uh, at Camp Randall. Marlo, somehow, for God's sake, we're favored in this game by three points. Oh, are we really? The oh, over-under yeah. is, oh, it's up to 37. It was 36.5 when I, I clicked on this before the game. It seems um, high to me. Take the, un- <laughs> take the under. Take the under. It's, I just, oh, these teams, I've been saying this all year, they're so similar. They're good to great defenses with good to great running backs with very, very suspect quarterbacks. Yep. And if their quarterbacks play well, they can be a really good team. If their quarterbacks struggle, they can be a really bad team. So what does that mean for this game? It's going to be 16-13. to 13. Yeah. Somebody's going to fumble the goal line, and like something stupid will happen, and it will someone will win by field goal. That's yes. my prediction. I, I think something, the way the way this something stupid will happen. <laughs> the way the last two goal. seasons have gone, I think it will go Iowa's way, and I'm mm-hmm. hope saying that have to jinx them, but I don't know if I have that power. Um, but the way this season has gone, the way last season has gone, uh, I feel like the bad thing is going to happen to us, and not Iowa. Although they got shellacked by Purdue. <laughs> 
and everyone talked about how good Purdue's defense was, and we said, I see your defense. Here's a better one. So we'll see. That's the, that's the one bright spot I have going into this week, just the Purdue combination. I know every game is different, right? Yeah. Every matchup is different. But seeing what Purdue's defense could do to Iowa – Gives me hope that our defense can do a similar thing because it they're not like Iowa's offense isn't like Michigan or Notre Dame or heck even Penn State when Penn State actually scored on us with athletes on the outside with uh, they have a good tight end Iowa ha- always has good tight ends so that's an issue but when we got beat we got beat with speed on the outside right yes uh, yeah yeah I I would agree with that and. Um, yeah, it's just two very, I mean, the programs are similar. The teams are built, built very, you know, very similar. So, and again, it's like one of those things you t- when we're talking about a Purdue, like it's like, take out that Purdue game we saw for Iowa. And it's like, ah, crap. Like Iowa, like Iowa might be a really good team, but I can't unsee what they did against Purdue, which was nothing. Um, and insert a Wisconsin defense and not try to feel that good about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, that's what comes through, and that's the team that shows up. I mean, the defense has, like you said, has been showing up, but they've just been getting tired of those games. Or the scoreboard reflects doesn't reflect well on it, on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is going to be a ball control game. Obviously, this is like you said, it's going to be boring. People, I'm going to let you know now. This is going to be Big Ten football. Yeah, they're I think run the ball. They're going to run the ball. Here's what I'm. Gonna, all right, here's what I'm saying. If yeah. Wisconsin attempts more than 15 passes, we'll lose the game. Ooh, I like it. And I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Because Iowa, Iowa's won because they've turned the other teams over. They mm-hmm. beat Penn State 23-20. to They had they forced four turnovers, in the, in Iowa, and Penn State's quarterback got hurt. They beat Iowa State, their other you know good opponent, or I guess ranked opponent. Uh, they forced uh, four turnovers. They beat... Indiana, when Indiana's ranked and people thought they were going to have a season, you know, because they, you know, because mm-hmm. Indiana had one good year, like ever, uh, forced, <laughs> forced three turnovers. Yeah. So you don't turn the ball over. You be you can beat Iowa. So unfortunately, <laughs> they're playing Wisconsin, <laughs> who this year has just been giving the ball away. So I mean, yeah. that's what it's going to come down to, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Which is, it's one of those stupid things uh, to talk about football. It's like, whoever wins the tournament battle wins. It's like, but in this game, it's even more so the truth. Um, so we'll look forward to that next week. It's 11 o'clock on ESPN. There you um, go. So, and you know, everyone's, everyone's really what we're all thinking about is who's going to win the manager flag football game against Iowa and Wisconsin. Because you know we'll see the highlights. It's the big one. It's the big one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Elsewhere uh, in Wisconsin sports, uh, volleyball with a big weekend this weekend. Two big wins, two Big Ten wins uh, this weekend over Ohio State 3-1, to one, over Penn State 3-2 to two in a real back and forth battle. Um, this is next week, two top ten teams again for uh, volleyball, number nine, Nebraska, number seven, Purdue. The Big Ten is stacked, Marlo. And at the top of it, you have Wisconsin, at least so far. So hopefully they continue uh, to see that through going forward. Uh, I think Nebraska was, I think it was Thursday and Saturday. I didn't put the dates in my notes, so I don't remember now. So good job by me. 
<laughs> it's two different nights this week. I think Thursday, Saturday, maybe Friday, Sunday. Not sure. Check your local listings. Right. All right. Other NCAA football, Marlowe. Two games of note. And then other, other than that, I think it was just really a boring weekend of college yeah. football. Uh, Opposite size of the scale here. Yes, that's the kill. Somehow, in God's green earth, Illinois beat Penn State. Not only that, they beat at them Penn in, State. At Penn State. Not only did that happen, it went nine overtimes. Not only did it go nine <laughs> overtimes, the final score is twenty to freaking eighteen. <laughs> it. Wh- what? Yeah. So I didn't see the game. Okay. Okay. All right. Good, I saw good the final start to a sports I, coverage podcast. I know. I know. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I'm building okay, this up. Okay. Here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Okay. I should say I didn't see the game live because obviously I had to oh, watch okay. it afterwards. Nice. Because this is ridiculous. Good recovery. Nice. But I saw the score come up on my phone. 2018 final nine overtimes, and I clearly thought it was a mistype on the notification. Like clearly a mistype. Uh. Because even, yeah. And this doesn't, this is, and so then when I did see the game, the actual, like, how they got nine overtimes with none, no no scoring <laughs> in any of them. Yeah. Uh, it's at the end. And the ridiculous amount of drop balls, missed opportunities, um, which, you know, is you know, right up Illinois' alley, but, you know, going against Penn State, it was, I don't know, it was amazingly, it was Awesomely awful. It was an awesomely awful game to to watch, and it's just I don't know, mind boggling each time. Like no way we're going to another overtime with no scores. Well, I'll raise your not watching it and going back and uh, actually seeing what happened, and raise you. I turned it off when it went into overtime because the Badger game started. Right, and I yep. want to watch the Badger game. I still don't know how it ended. <laughs> I go on ESPN and I go, "Hey, give me the play-by-play. I'll, yeah. you know, I'll play." Oh, and it's it doesn't tell me. It cuts off on the <laughs> third OT, second OT. It just says sixteen to sixteen. I don't know how this game ends. I still don't know um, because they stopped covering it. The world, the world will never know. All I know is, I don't know. There was a two-point conversion. I have no idea. It's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Um, it just... And and then at, at the end of it, I was like, I'm not going to go back and watch this because it's 2018. It's <laughs> and then overtimes. It doesn't make any sense. I don't I don't understand how it's possible. Uh, and I refuse to watch it. And I laugh at uh, Penn State. And I get, a lot of people are like, good for Burt Bielema. I don't feel good for anybody <laughs> in this. Uh, James Franklin going to LSU or USC? Whoa. Um, or, I, I guess, like, or stay at Penn State. I feel like Franklin, I mean, he's been in the SEC, um, if you count that being at Vanderbilt. I feel like he's more of an LSU guy than I don't feel like he would do. He fits in as a SC coach, hmm. but uh, I could be wrong. But I, I, if, I, if you're going to ask me, I would say LSU. I w- I'm going the other way. I'm thinking USC over LSU. Ooh. I don't Ooh. know what LSU's doing. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying Orgeron should have been the long-term coach, right? He won a national championship. Yeah. That seemed almost like uh, all the stars aligning. Probably not going to happen again. I get it. Uh, I like I mean, he's funny because he talks funny. 
You know, he yep. did, he did he's like this. It's great. <laughs> nice. Uh, that was good. That you know, I've really been very been practicing. Um, yeah. But I, I just don't think he was the coach that was going to be long term success, be a long term Nick Saban. He's down. All right. Um, there. All right. Other crazy game. We kind of alluded to it earlier. Wake Forest uh, versus Army. A 70 to 56 game after a game in which. Uh, I, I think there was only like five commercial breaks between the Wisconsin uh, Army game uh, <laughs> that ended up twenty to fourteen. Just a complete flip of what I of what that game was. Uh, for a moment there, it looked like this was my upset pick. Uh, not at all how I thought it was going to go, but for a moment it looked like it was possible. But uh, Wake Forest, so he points. They might be an actual okay team, Marlo. Yeah, I'm pretty Wake surprised Forest. by that. Yeah, Wake Forest might be good. Were you more surprised about Wake Forest throwing up 70 or I'm more surprised Army throwing up 54. Oh, way more surprised with Army throwing up 50 point, fifty plus points. Yeah. That, you can't, that part is shocking. You can't, um, you can't give that up. Um, no, no. Still. Marlo, if you're, yeah. I, know you're, I know you're keyed in on Wake Forest's schedule. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Yep, yep. Could go undefeated. Oh. Could go undefeated. Uh, well, I guess you look at it. Yeah, the ACC is so weird because none of the teams are ranked anymore, so none of them because none of them are good. But they're versus Duke at UNC, who was supposed to be good, but they're not. NC State was ranked this week until Miami beat them. Miami back, by the way. Miami back. Uh, then they're at Clemson, who apparently is bad. Now sitting at four and three after losing to uh, whoever they lost to. Who did they lose to? God darn it. Pitt. They lost to Pitt. Pitt's the only ranked team, I think. Wake and Pitt are ranked. Unbelievable. ACC. Good football there. Good football conference. <laughs> um, crazy. I mean, 70-56 has to be the craziest score of the year. In in a le- I was going to say a legitimate game. It's a legitimate game, right? Like a, It's not... I'm trying to say Army's not like a pushover team because i don't think they are like they're in they're an okay team right yeah it's no not, they are they it's are. not like they won 70 to 56 against like uh i don't know uh the citadel <laughs> or something you know the teams that yeah. you expect to be even though you expect to be army army's a, a slight step up from that um all right uh those were the interesting and as you mentioned complete two different spectrums of <laughs> of college football. Uh, everything else was kind of a snooze fest. All the favorites won. Uh, I guess the only upset was Miami over NC State, but yeah, you know, gigantic shrug to that. Uh, Oklahoma got inter- was interesting for a half. Uh, <sighs> yeah. Losing, going into halftime down 10 on, 10 nothing, mind you, on Kansas. Yeah. So many times, though, Oklahoma... It feels like for them, the game is too long. Like they're <laughs> they figure it out, or all of a sudden they score, you know, fourteen points in three minutes, and it's just like so often with Oklahoma and their upset bids. I just find myself being like, okay, sure, you know, they're they gonna figure they're gonna figure it out. Yeah, and and, and they kind of do. Uh, still going with uh, not Spencer Rattler though, so that's interesting. I listened to a podcast, Marlo, and they were... I don't remember what it was. What? They you listen to other podcasts? I listened to other podcasts. Um, they were far more convinced that he's going to transfer. That's where I think. I think he's going to transfer. 
what? I think he still needs. I think it's hard to get benched and then go. Okay, I'm, but I'm just going to go into the draft. Like, but I think he could still be like a third or fourth round pick. Okay. Otherwise, he goes to let's say I don't know who needs a quarterback. I have no idea. He goes to a school that needs a quarterback. He does really well. He's going to be a first round pick. Is that going to happen? Is that a thing? I mean, it can I get? I mean, it's essentially before like Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, did. Yeah, I guess he would have. Yeah, he went from probably not drafted to seventh round pick, eighth, sixth round pick to third round pick. Right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. All right. We'll see what happens. He's probably going to transfer, and I'll be wrong. But it's fine. <laughs> all right. Uh, everything else is boring. All right. Let's look ahead to next week. Hopefully, <laughs> it won't be. Hopefully, it won't be boring. Uh, big noon game. A legit big noon game. I think. Uh, maybe the first one of the year. Uh, Michigan. Michigan State, number six ranked Michigan, number eighth ranked Michigan State. First time they both were ranked this high since 1972. I don't know. I didn't look it up, but probably a long time. Um, ABC game, Penn State, Ohio State night game. Afternoon game, Georgia, Florida on CBS. Way better lineup than we had last week. Marlo, yeah. uh, you got the schedule in front of you, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Out of those games... What's your or if you want to go off the board? Uh, I guess Ole Miss Auburn is uh, ten versus eighteen. That's another ranked first ranked game. Um, what's your game of the week? I feel like it's pretty obvious, but we'll talk through it. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll talk through. It. So the Florida Georgia the cocktail party always fun. Uh, Penn State Ohio State Luster got brought off that game with the. The previous performance we talked about with mm. Penn State in Illinois. Yeah, it, it could have been a top five matchup. Yeah, could have been, could have, would have, should have type thing. Uh, but I, that game is always, is that one at Penn State? It's is in, one in at, Ohio State. It's at Ohio State. State. But yeah. still, I mean, they have they have the history of putting on putting on good games um, no matter what. So it's there's the there's a potential, but like I said the luster kind of like that. Michigan, Michigan State. This is are they good game, right? Yeah, both teams undefeated. Michigan. The question is, have they played anyone um, aside from Wisconsin? Yeah, aside right. from Wisconsin, obviously. And, the answer would be no. They haven't played a ranked a, a ranked team. Right. So, whoever comes out of you know, obviously whoever comes out of this game will also be in prime position in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of the three, I think Georgia's gonna kick crap out of Florida. So that's not a matter. Penn State, Ohio State, it's a crapshoot. I, you know, I'm very interested in this Michigan, Michigan State, the big noon game uh, coming in for this Saturday. Yeah, uh, for the record, Michigan State has only beaten Miami as a ranked team. Uh, who, by the way, uh, well, no, they're, they're back, back again. Now. They they're won. They, I'm sorry, my fault. I was going to say they weren't back. I forgot they, they won back. this week. They are, uh, they are back. Uh, so they beat a back Miami team, um, and they beat the crowd out. They went down there one one big uh yeah i think that's the best game i think they keep putting ohio state and i guess maybe they draw because they're good but their games are not interesting they just beat the shit out of people uh (laughs) and i think it's gonna happen to penn state i just don't penn state's offense is so bad uh they're bad in the wisconsin game Uh, they did just enough right uh they were um bad against illinois uh last week and just 
just is hurting. And Clifford's been banged up. He played in against Illinois, but obviously it wasn't as effective as you'd expect him to be. And I think Ohio State just kind of figured it out. So I don't like that one. I agree with you. I think, I mean, Florida lost to LSU, and LSU is not good. So <laughs> I think Georgia's just not going to give up points on that one. Uh, I would I would be excited and happy if that uh, ends up being close, but I do not expect that it will. Um so I think you got to go Michigan-Michigan State as the best game of the week. That's going to be the big noon. That's one I'm most interested in watching. Uh, and pretty sure it lines up against um, my kids' soccer game. So that will stink. So <laughs> I will be a distracted dad on the sideline. Um, yeah. Upset alert, Marlo. Let's go ahead and look. Uh, alert. Gander upon the schedule. Uh, see if you see any upsets. I see some uh, teams that may or may not be back against some later yeah. ranked teams. That's what I was. That was what I was going. <laughs> I think the Texas Baylor is yeah. right for Texas's back moment going against the 16th ranked <laughs> Baylor. Another Texas back moment that would be fun. Um, <laughs> the other one, Miami against Pittsburgh. I'm not for God for goodness sake not picking uh, Miami. That is for certain. Um, Iowa State got ranked again. I don't know. I don't like. I don't necessarily like any upsets. My upset, Marlo. I'm gonna go. Uh, I don't like any upsets. I don't like any of them. I don't like any of them. I'm gonna go. Let me think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking really hard. I'm click on the thing. Oh. All right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go with Mississippi State over Kentucky. I think Kentucky have quite a ride. They beat Florida, they beat LSU, they lose to Georgia, and they have another deflating loss. Number 12, Kentucky losing to Mississippi State. I don't like it, but I'm going to pick it. I don't like any any of the upsets. But um, I think it's kind of a come-back-down-to-earth moment for Kentucky, and they're going to struggle against uh, Mississippi State. There we go. That's my upset alert. All right, let's move on to the big leagues, Marlo. All right. I'll start because I'm more excited excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Packers defeat the football team, uh, twenty-four to ten. Really fun to listen. I listened to this on the radio as I was driving back. Uh, first half, second half, I watched uh, at my parents' place, um, who also had the radio on. I, do, I don't know. Do your parents do this? My dad does this where he turns the radio on because he can't no. stand he can't stand the uh, TV announcers. You know, <laughs> they're too unbiased. He, so he has to he lo- try to sync it with the TV. He he tries. Yeah. He'll give up if the TV's ahead of the radio. Okay. But if the radio's ahead of the TV, he's okay with it. And the radio was ahead of the TV by like a good two seconds today. Uh, so we we heard what was going to happen before we saw it. But we hate seeing what is going to happen before we hear it. So that's where we landed today. We were hearing it before we saw it. And um, it was an enjoy- enjoyable listen. But it was really funny just listening to a broadcast where the they have to refer to them as the football team, and the football team is doing this or like just how you have to. It's a singular noun because they're yeah. the football team it was just hilarious hearing Wayne Larry say that. That was a lot of fun uh, throughout the game. Uh, but the the Packers do win twenty four to ten. Um, I mean, this really came down to Riverboat Ron going for it on fourth down and being one for four, one for five on fourth downs, uh, three of which were inside, uh, deep inside Packer territory, deep inside the red zone. 
uh, I want to say inside the five, almost all of them. Yeah, Packers coming up with goal line stand after goal line stand, which they had not done all year. I think they going into the game, they had given up 16 red zone touchdowns on 16 trips, which seems impossible to do, but they had done it. Uh, the defense finally got some stops and made a game that probably should have been closer than it was uh, turn into a comfortable 24-10 victory. Um, if you look at kind of the stats from uh, the Washington football team, uh, Heineke, 26, or 268 yards, a touchdown interception. He had 95 yards rushing. Uh, McLaurin had 122 yards and a touchdown. Like these are like the un- Packers radio was talking about how good of a game uh, Heineke was having, and it felt like that in the moment. But then you look at the scoreboard, and it's like, oh, they still only have seven points because of the defensive stands. It was a really weird game in that sense that it felt like it could have been a lot closer. Uh, but the Packers, I guess, executed, whereas the uh, football team did not. Uh, and I think from the Packers' standpoint, no rushing game to speak of. Aaron Jones was leading rusher with 19 yards. Aaron Rodgers had 17 yards. He was the second leading rusher. And Rodgers did just enough. He was 27-35, took what the defense gave him. 274 yards, three touchdowns. Um, did what he needed to do, did what the defense gave him, enough to pull for 24-217. Uh, comfortable victory that I think if a fourth down or two goes a different way, we're talking about a completely different game. So a weird game in the end. Any thoughts on the Packers, Marlon? Um, no. Did you like the uniforms? Not at first. They grew on me, though. Did they? They grew on me, though. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the better. They don't. The throwback uniforms to the Packers usually aren't they? I felt like those are their the best ones they've thrown I, out there. They're better than the blue ones. I hate when they do the dark blue ones. I don't mm-hmm. like those. I like these. They're still green and yellow. It's a darker green. It's fine. Yeah. Um, they yeah, they're better than the other ones. So I'll I'll give them that because they do. And then they have the ones that have the the brown pants. Yeah, I hate the brown. Is, it, is that with the green, the dark blue? Or I think that's the bar. Yeah, the dark blue with the yellow circle. Those, I think they, yeah, those are terrible. I hate those. Yeah. So these were better than that. I'd rather they wear their normal uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, um, but. If you had to pick one, I guess this is better than the those dark, dark blue ones. Um, right. There we go. All right, let's move on to your Bears. They lost. I, I think I had the score right, Marlon. A billion yeah. to three. Is that Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, that's what it felt like after they went up twenty-one nothing in the first quarter. Yeah. Of of the game, um, which you know as. We're not equipped to come back from that, especially when Tom Brady's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not going to happen. So, this was a long. This was a long watch. This was a long, uh, excruciating. I don't know why I'm doing to this myself. Watch um, of a game where, and this is what happens. I mean, in in short, this is what happens when the defense has an off an off game, and nothing went right. Obviously, on both sides of the ball, but. Defense has has a off game. Part of that's because of freaking four turnovers, five turnovers. I feel like we're talking about the Badgers um, mm-hmm. during the game, not putting 
not being in a good spot on each of those, you know, giving the ball with a short field of Tom Brady again, not not recipe for success. Mm-hmm. And that turns out Tom has four touchdowns and only 211 yards of passing. I think that, that kind of shows you there. So, um, yeah, don't even know where to go from here. You know, Justin had three three interceptions and a fumble, so he had four himself. Um, not a good look. This is one where you just take the film and throw it in the trash, <laughs> throw, throw it in the tra- throw the film in the trash game and and try to rebuild and get ready for next week. Because honestly, I don't. I mean, besides, I guess Khalil Herbert had a good game uh, running back rushing, and that's about the only thing you can point to because everything else was trash, little trash. Yeah, this felt like what. Yeah, I agree. I, this felt like a, I don't know where you go from here game. I, I guess the best way you can look at it from a Bears standpoint is this is probably the best team in the NFL. And what do you expect against that? I think Not you can, to three. I think you can blame a lot on your coach because he seems yes. like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, I think this is all also karmic retribution. It's not really karmic because like you still get punished, but fantasy wise, if I could. You know, come into my fantasy yeah. complaint corner for a minute. Okay. Um, because of Russell Wilson's injury, I had to play Justin Fields mm-hmm. because I uh, picked him to spite you, which didn't yep. doesn't make still doesn't make any sense. Also, why I'm probably <laughs> last place in this league. Um, but I played him. I had to play him today because Russell Wilson is on IR, and he had uh, 1.16 points. Well, I uh, I thought he'd probably be negative. He was negative uh, uh, until the fourth quarter, until like late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was a Man. lot of fun. A lot of fun to watch. Yeah, super fun. Yeah, I, I yeah, and that's a good point too because this is, I mean, this is all the talk now is if Nagy doesn't survive this season, this is the game you point to, right? Um, well, it's. I think the difference between this game and the Packer game, right? Because those are the two games yeah. I watched. Because this is for whatever reason, um, this is the only game I got to see in the late afternoon, which I hate when that happens. I guess yeah. all the afternoon games sucked. The late afternoon games sucked. Um, none of them were close, but so I had I watched the whole pretty much the whole thing. And the Packers' defense is susceptible to give up plays when they give up plays when the game was kind of I don't want to say out of hand, but like you know some of the good plays. If you look back on it uh, for Fields, it was like oh his first read was open, or the Packers playing in the soft zone here, and he went in the under, and they were still good plays, but it was his like first read mm-hmm. <clears throat> that ended up being the good play. And in Tampa Bay, it's just like, oh, now you're going against a way better defense. And yeah. that, that first read is taken away all of the time. And this is what happens when you don't have an offensive line and your first read is taken away and you're a young quarterback. Yeah, and they literally, I don't know the stats, but it just seemed like, and this is, but that's their MO, is that they blitz a lot. And why not blitz every play on every play against the Bears for those reasons? Bad offensive line. Young QB who's looking looking for that first read. Don't give him time to you know to to read anything. Right, and that it just it was all it was all just a perfect storm. It all sucks. Congratulations, so the, Tom Brady on six hundred. By the way, yeah, really annoying uh, the deal they made about his him getting the football. Does it matter? Does he is he going to put the six hundred touchdown in a trophy case? I don't know. Whatever. Too much to make that. Um, Bears defense, Marlo. Is it was it just uh, behind the sticks, behind the the field position thing, or 
Uh, yeah, that's a big part of it. I mean, literally, it, that's a big part. Of it. I mean, also, you're going through a great team, great quarterback. Right. But not being in a position where you have to make the the offense at least, you know, work work to the full like work to its full capacity to score like this is this is going to happen you know and it's very disheartening it, everyone's human right if you're down 21 nothing i don't care how much heart you have you're down 21 nothing 28 28 nothing uh early in the second quarter that's and your offense isn't doing anything like mm-hmm. that's so disheartening i don't know how you just keep you i don't know how you just how you keep up being a stellar defense when you know if you turn the if you give them the ball back the return isn't is, you're not gonna get the return on your investment right. essentially right yeah very uh again similarities to wisconsin in, in that regard in their in their losses um i guess just to put a cap in my fantasy football complaining marlo i have uh three players i've started who have scored less than two points so Ooh. needless to say i have a very bad fantasy football team in our league that's tough Happens, happens. All right, uh, let's move on to the rest of the NFL, Marlo. Uh, yeah. Just a few, just a few questions for you here. I'm going to fire them okay. at you. Ready? Yep. Are the Cincinnati Bengals the team to beat in the NFC in the AFC North? Excuse me. <sighs> they're they're in first by a tiebreaker by win, beating the Ravens today. They they beat the um, Baltimore Ravens today, and this is why it is now a question. Uh, <laughs> and they didn't just beat them; they won 41 to 17 in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, let the record show that that's the record. It's hard for me to believe that's the case, but you know, it is. I guess you know, Burrow's coming into his own. Um, the, the team is is rounding itself out. Wow, it's just hard for me because I watched Joe Burrow throw three interceptions on three straight passes, yeah. and I can't get, I can't get that out of my head. But it is what it is. You are what your record is, right? Yeah, and technically. I mean, quite literally, the team that beat in the AFC North. Uh, I think if I was a betting man, I would still put my money on the Ravens um, mm. for the remainder of the season. Just the track record in the regular season. Um, granted, this is a a point against them. But I I would do that. Um, and I guess my follow up question before I go into my next thought is: Is the AFC? I wrote this down. Okay, so we let's do this. The NFC, we all thought coming into the season, the NFC West was the best division of football, right? You had the, you had, uh, the 49ers, Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals. And everybody kind of thought the Cardinals were that kind of fourth team out. Now, all of a sudden, the Cardinals are 7-0. and Um and they, or they early in the season, right? The Cardinals came out hot, and it's a, all of a sudden it was the Cardinals were good. Now we have four good teams in the NFC West, and everybody thought they were the best team. It doesn't look like that's the case anymore with San Francisco losing again tonight to the Colts, Russell Wilson being hurt for Seattle. You still have two good teams there, but my, I guess, my this is a long way of saying. After this Baltimore game, I thought maybe the AFC North is the best team. So is the AFC North supplanted the NFC West as the best division, or is it still the NFC West? That's a long question. Yeah. Do, no, you, I, do I, you have a better one? No, I don't. I don't have a better one. Just to your point, like the NFC, the NFC West, right, has fallen. It's a two-team race at yep. this point. Um, so you, you have that. Or it looks like the AFC North is a little bit more competitive from top to bottom, which you know, makes that tough. So I could I could agree with that. 
Um, AFC North. I think, yeah, yeah. AFC North is would be the uh, yeah. I would put them as the division to beat or the the toughest division in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, I, I guess it, it's best might not be the best. It's the most competitive division. I think might be the best yeah. way to put it. Whereas I think if you look at the NF, uh, the NFC East, you have two teams who could win the Super Bowl. I don't know. If we're saying that about the AFC North, but I could still see any team winning that, which I don't think you could say about the NFC West anymore. Yes, agreed. So the most competitive, maybe not the uh, the best. The best. I mean, maybe if you can take it all in consideration, I just think that Seattle's really bad without Russell Wilson, and they're gonna. I think they were not great. I think they were okay with Russell Wilson without him. They're mm. very very bad. Although Pittsburgh, mm, not. Great. All right. Poor, poorly uh, organized question. My fault, Marlo. All right, next <laughs> one. Uh, Chiefs now three and four. First game in Patrick Mahomes' career in which he does. The Chiefs do not score a touchdown. They lose. Um, shoot, thirty-four to three. Is that 27, 27 to three? They didn't get that last touchdown. I just made up in my head for some reason. Twenty-seven <laughs> to three to the Tennessee Titans. Mahomes leaves the game with uh, he passed the concussion protocol, but he did not come back in the game. Marl, is it time to panic? Where where's the panic button for the Chiefs? If you're the Chief, if you're a Chiefs fan, yeah. where do you where do you have the panic button? If I was a Chiefs fan, this panic goes would be I'd be smashing it. <laughs> I would be smashing it, and I think it, I think you had it out, but during this game, you have to start smashing it because you knew your defense isn't great, right? You know that. And you all, but you, so you hung your hat on. All right, well, we have Pat Mahomes, uh, we have Tyreek Hill. You know, we have some of the best skilled players in the league. We have a chance. And Baltimore, I'm mean, not Baltimore, right? Tennessee came in and you know, good, good defense. Don't get me wrong, but just shut them down. Just mm-hmm. shut them down. And I, they did a lot of it with ball control on the offensive side, but at the same time, like. They just couldn't get anything going, and if that is the case, like you, they're on a terrible Super Bowl hangover, and it doesn't look like they're going to be able to get out of it. It's just not good. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd be, I'd be close. It's out of the drawer. It's on the table, <laughs> and I'm and and my hand is raised. I don't know if I'm smashing it yet. It's still three and four. I still have Patrick Mahomes. I'm a little bit worried by his. Uh, injury. Uh, I'm a little bit worried. He got hit a lot in this game. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm a little bit worried about his kind of turnover. Um, how much he's turning the ball over. And again, I just go back to this. He's been relatively. He makes these plays. He tries to do more than he should, and it's always worked out. And that has been the magic of Patrick Mahomes. But maybe. It regresses back a little bit, and that's what we're seeing today. I'm just saying maybe. Um, I think long-term concern for the Chiefs, their defense stinks, but their defense stinks, especially against the run. And if you look at your other contenders in that AFC, they all can run the ball, whether it's um, the Titans, who we saw today, whether it's the Ravens, who, again, uh, I guess the Bengals, too, if you look in the north, both those uh, teams can run the ball. Whether you look at your other AFC West uh, contenders, I still think they they're okay in the West. Uh, the Chargers aren't running away with it. Uh, but there's a lot of teams 
who in the Bills in the East, I guess I should have mentioned the Bills. Who and now you're looking at the Bills and the Titans, who have both have come in and beat you and been more physical and run the ball and beat you up. You know, pretty panicky for the Chiefs. But it, at the end of the day, you still go you Patrick Mahomes, and maybe that's enough. But hey, as somebody who's had a pretty good quarterback for quite a few years. That doesn't always win it for you. In fact, it, it <laughs> I thought you were going to pull out the relax. Oftentimes um, it doesn't. In fact, it oftentimes doesn't win the Super Bowl <laughs> for you. Uh, all right. I guess last one. This I don't know the situation. They are who thought we were. Uh, Sam Darnold. I wrote Wentz. He ended up winning this game. But my God, he looks so shaky sometimes. And I would hate to be a Colts fan having to root for that guy. Uh, Jalen Hurts, maybe not the answers. But now Carson wants one, so this destroys my talking point. But <laughs> Darnold, this Darnold a... and Hurts, uh, we can just go with them, right? Yeah, we can go with them. Not, not who we thought they were. Or they are who we thought they were, not something different. Okay, as I wholeheartedly believe Sam Darnold, right? He went out, came out hot first three games. Everyone's like, oh, he found a spot, new, new phase. And now he's just back to, like you said, he is who we all thought he was. Um, I'm seeing a yeah. Braylon, Braylon Allen commercial on uh, TV right now, just so you know. <laughs> An Iron Jock commercial featuring Bray, Braylon Allen on my television. NIL, Marlo. NIL. Unbelievable. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> All good. All good. Um, but Jalen Hurts. Let's talk Jalen Hurts. Um, you on Jalen Hurts still? You're still holding out hope. It's still holding like. I... So I think it's what is it about him? What is it about him that I, I mean this is his second year or is his third? This is his second year. Second year, I think. Second year. Yeah. I don't know. I guess Where's the downside? Yeah, I guess yeah, if you're look if you're sitting here as an Eagles as the Eagles, you go, well, I can't, we can't do any better. So we might as well trot Hurts out there. Yeah. I guess even with Wentz's win today, I saw so many plays tonight, and I guess maybe it was a little bit of the rain, but it's a lot of just Carson Wentz being like, I need to be the hero on every play that I'm passing the ball. And that's not a good look for a quarterback. And I, I'm i just out on these quarterbacks, Marlon. Look, Wentz won tonight. And I think his win tonight was more so like Jimmy Garoppolo's probably even maybe I should take out wins and put in Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. <laughs> and look, I'm not convinced any of these guys are look, can they be good quarterbacks? Sure. But I'm talking about like winning divisions, winning playoff games. I don't trust them. And Hertz is they're all different, right? Darnold's in a new situation, and you're like, maybe he can make it happen. God, I don't think it's going to happen. Wentz is similar in a new situation. I don't think it's going to happen. Jimmy G's in a, we didn't believe in him. Can he make it happen? No. Hertz is in a, we didn't believe him. Can he make it happen? No. I'm just, I'm out on all these guys, Marlo. I'm out on, I'm out on them. All right. There we go. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's, it's, I think they all have their, Interesting situations. Idiosyncrasies. I think of these three, I think of these three, Darnold's on the bottom. Yeah. Wince is still like, but that's kind of Wince in a nutshell. He's been up and down his whole career, right? And Hurts, I just still feel like the jury's still out. Okay, fair. 
I don't like any of them. All right. That's all I got, Marlon. That's all I got, got for the it. NFL. All right. Well, that's it uh, for the NFL, but not it for us because we have everyone's, America's favorite segment, Casey's Corner Kick. Well, I got another quick one for you. Didn't watch okay. a lot of this this weekend. In fact, I missed this, and I hate it. I hate it. It happened. I was driving during it. Liverpool 5, Manchester United 0. Uh, this is kind of the classic uh, rivalry of the Premier League. Uh, Liver- I, so Liverpool, if you go back in history, good in like the 80s, early 90s, then United took over, was good in the 90s to the early 2000s. So it's kind of like the two behemoths that existed before, or the two best teams uh, before, let's just say, other money got into the Premier League. Um, and Liverpool beat the living crap out of them today, uh, 5-0. to zero. Uh, Pogba got sent off with a red card. Um, just a complete dismantling of Manchester United, who has now had a really tough two or three weeks here and might be looking to fire their manager shortly. Just a, a terrible run for them. And Liverpool keeps pace with uh, Chelsea, who won 7-0 to zero over Norwich. So uh, they are a point behind, but up in goal differential, um, which I guess doesn't matter if you're a point behind, but um, are there with Chelsea at the top of the league. City just one point behind Liverpool. Next weekend, Liverpool playing Brighton and Tottenham. Uh, highlighted game I got, Tottenham United. Uh, I don't know. United might have a new manager by the time this happens, uh, but if they lose that game, uh, it could be shambles there in, uh, for United. So watch out for that, or that's something to watch out for. That's all I got. That's it. Oh, there was, the there was the class, El Clasico. Uh, Real Madrid won 2-1 to one over uh, Barcelona, but I didn't bring it up before because Barcelona lost, and that stinks. And screw Real Madrid. There we go. That's the corner kick. <laughs> All right. That's it. That's the corner kick. Let's uh, let's wrap it up with the throw-ins here. Yeah. Get the A hefty throw-ins, throw-ins Marlo. Hefty throw-ins, yeah. actually. Uh, NBA started. How about that? Yeah. NBA's uh, Bucks title defense season. Let's go. I'm excited. That's all I got. <laughs> I'm excited to not absolutely stress out about the regular season because the Bucks actually won a title. Okay, that's good. You know, I like having it back. We're kind of we're back to the regular NBA schedule. Early start the season. Early October. It's been a couple well, a couple seasons since that's happened. So that feels good. Um, Holding on. So, like, are you at the point where it's like, you know, football's still going on, so you have the distraction. But as of right now, you're just at the point where it's like, well, whatever happens this season is great. I have my championship. Or until, I mean, until until something super negative happens along the way. I'm just I'm a, I'm in a I'm not. So they got beat bad by Miami in the second game. Yeah. Years past that might have bothered me, but now I'm like, all right, long season. We'll figure it out. It's 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 a little bit more leeway on a game-to-game basis, whereas there might have been more angst in okay. past. Very good. Um, I'm fully hopeful on the Bulls, so I'll be riding that roller coaster for at least the first part of the season here. So I think they have... I think this is this is the gel year, right? Young talent gels together, put in yeah. some new, put in some young, new players in place. Young and new talent, yeah. Yeah, young and new talent gel together, put in place, so... I'm all in there. Quick, are you in on this Lakers team? 
I'm in on the story of the Lakers team because I gotta <laughs> hope the dysfunction continues. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have saw that coming? Um, yeah, absolutely great. Um, all right. Anything else in the NBA? That's it for the NBA right now, I think. Uh, also, okay. NHL started, Marlo. I don't have anything to say about it. I just know it started. <laughs> there it is. NHL is back. All right. And last throw in, Marlo. Apparently, there's a World Series happening. We gave up on baseball days ago now. Days, possibly weeks. But it is Atlanta versus Houston. Go, not the cheaters. Go, Atlanta. Yeah. Um... This is I mean, it's interesting. This is Atlanta versus Houston. Who do you pick? You just don't want to go. To, you just don't want cheaters to win. So you know we're going with we're riding with Atlanta. Um, say Atlanta in five. Atlanta in five? Is that what we're doing? I mean, that's the dream. Uh, <laughs> it's in, so it's in Houston. Houston has home. Let's go Atlanta in six. Atlanta no, in six. I really, I mean, that's what I wanted to have. And I think Houston's going to win in five. <laughs> <laughs> my heart says, my heart says Atlanta in six. My head says Houston in five. I'm just glad right. the Dodgers aren't there, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, in all seriousness, it should be an interesting matchup. Um, it should be a good, you know, yeah, it should be. I, I think it's an interesting matchup. It's very, I think it's compelling. I don't think it's as, you know, obviously the, you have the Houston's back. So there's that, there's that storyline that's always going to be there. It's not going to be a huge draw with just Atlanta and Houston markets, but um, the World Series is here and you're getting all the Joe Buck you can handle, Casey. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Joe Buck and John Smoltz. <laughs> Oh God! It's John Smoltz to Atlanta games too. Oh no, <laughs> that's always a little bit more insufferable. Um, I'm just glad it's not Dodgers Astros again. I just I the thing. Well, the, what also annoys me about baseball because it doesn't happen to my team is it seems like a lot more in baseball a team can get hot and win the World Series. It like it seems like Atlanta is. Um, and it seemed like it was going to be Boston uh, because they seemed like, and then they were like the Brewers, and all of a sudden they scored like one run in twenty innings. It's like, oh, I know how that feels. Um, and it, it's annoying because it seems to never be the Brewers that hit that magical run at the right time in the playoffs, and it's Atlanta this year. Um, so ho- I guess again, hopefully for our r- rooting sake, Atlanta continues it. But I think for my the likelihood of what will happen. The stupid Astros will win again, and that will sting. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> all right. Any any other throw-ins there? Mm, that's all I had. I mean, our throw-ins were literally three of the... Three of the major, major sports. Three of the five <laughs> major sports. So. Hey, man. Good, it's good football job, season. It's football it is. season. It is. It is football season. All right. Well, then that will be it. I, I got nothing else. That will be it for myself. Um, as always, find us on Twitter, guy, at 132Breeze, myself, at MarlJR, Casey, at Prof Badger Fan. That is all for me. Casey, do you got any last words? Until next time, fellow fans, I hope all your favorite teams win all the sports.